What is going down, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. Myself, Mike, Mark, and Sean are back to collide the worlds of sports and comics. Thank you so much for listening live on YouTube and Twitch. And wherever you're listening to, however you're listening to around the world, thank you so much for the downloads. It comes a long, long way for us. Uh, This week in sports, we wrap up the NFL week one and we get into week two. Week one was amazing. I can't wait to jump into it. Uh, College football, again, another wacky week of some upsets and some dominations. We'll look into week three as well. Major League Baseball, the final push for those last couple wildcard spots. One of our Bay Area teams has already clinched the playoff spot. NASCAR is at Bristol for the final race of the round of 16, and the Champions League starts. Even with CR7, Man U doesn't bear so well. And over in comics, we have DC, Marvel, Image, AWA, to name a few. Many books to talk about, uh, new and old, and plenty of news. We have some... Stats on James Bond movies. We have Penguin spinoffs. We have Hawkeye first trailers. We have all that and more on a brand spanking new episode of the Comic Bookie podcast. Sit back, relax, and let's take off. Let's go, fellas. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Comic Bookies podcast. Like we mentioned every single week, this episode is brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Not today, but tomorrow. September 15th, 2021 is New Comic Book Day, so go see Alex over at the shop in Fremont or any local shop that you shop at, and please support your local stores. Get those new and old books. Uh, well, you know, it's it might be the end of summer. Fall is around the corner, you know, with football starting and everything, but it is still hotter than hell out here in the Valley and in most of the Bay Area. Um, Mark, so glad to have you back on. It's been like three full weeks now since we've had you on because we had a week off a couple weeks ago. You weren't on last week. So welcome back, sir. And uh, what better timing than to uh, talk NFL, NASCAR playoffs, mm-hmm. college football, like your favorite. And of course, our A's imploding in, in September. What better time, bro? Yeah, actually, uh, the A's actually think I think they won today. So, but oh, um, no, oh, no. They were up big, and then they <laughs> gave up no. six runs in, like, the sixth and seventh. Today? They were down 10-7 oh, yeah, yeah. in Kansas City. So, yep, oh, there yeah, goes they, the bullpen all over again. I'll get into that much you know, much later. There goes that implode. That was that imploding that you were talking about right there. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the weekend that was, but here we are again with them, yeah, still blowing up. But nonetheless, uh, before we even get into it, congratulations. The Giants did actually uh, – clinch a wild card spot mm-hmm. at least but they're up right now on san diego going for that division title so uh congrats to them we'll get into sports a little bit later but yeah it seemed like forever brother i'm excited excited to finally get back uh talk these sports talk these comics these books i've been reading like so much because i kind of i knew i wasn't going to be on so i actually like kind of held off on the books from reading kind of tried to have them fresh in my head from when we talk about them and whatnot, but it kind of sucks with your situation going on. You haven't received yours on time, kind of. So all of our books are kind of mixed around. It's going to be like a little hodgepodge talk, I think, this week of uh, a mix and match of some books and uh, entertainment news as always. But speak for yourself, Mike, about it being hot in the whole Bay Area because it was getting a little bit chilly here in Newark by the Bay today. It was, it was. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I know it's still hot. Talk to my parents that are out that way also. And it's hot over there, but I feel the autumn wind uh, rolling in as, uh, September reaches the latter stages, if you will. But, uh, being excited for the fall football ramping up, like you said, excited to be back in the chair in the throne and in the studio and, uh, to deliver the fans some, uh, 
a beautiful episode 125, man. How about you, Sean? What's up, brother? Man, you know, it's Tuesday. It feels a little different, but the same routine with the fellas. Ready to obviously have a good night. Episode 125, ball is good, man. To what you said, bro, actually, you know, took the little guy Buster on a walk. And, yeah, I had a little bit of a breeze. Actually, it felt like ball was finally here, but during the day it's still, you know, kind of hot as balls, like Mike was saying. But, nah, it's good, man. It's that time of the year. We got football. We got some good baseball coming up with the playoffs and basketball. You know, it's going to be showing up in about a month or so here. So it's it's a good time to be alive, obviously. Comic book situation, you're 100% right. It looks like, you know, for the next you know, bit of time. There's going to be a little bit of scattered talk with what, you know, we bring up. I know Mike's getting his books late. We're going to have different books that we have already read. But no, hey, we always figure it out like normal. But ready for a fun episode, bro. Can't complain. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, so, uh, I mean, what what else is new, uh, Mike? Anything else new with you, brother? Um, No, not really. I mean, after we finish recording tonight i'm gonna edit it get this you know this episode out for the fans for tomorrow and then i'm smoking myself a, like a nice pork shoulder hey, hey, you know? hey easy it's not april the 20th else. yet <laughs> i know right that's that's not what the that, that's not the new popular strain with the kids nowadays no an actual nine pound pork shoulder pork butt that i'm gonna be you know giving up to my family members and maybe neighbors and my coworkers. so you know I just felt like I needed to. I, you know, you go to Costco and you get that two pack. And I did the first one like a month or two ago. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. It's my last day until I go back to work for the week. But um, uh, other than that, um, what time sun- are you throwing? What time are you throwing it on the on the on the Traeger? Let the two, fans know. Two three in the morning. Two a.m. Like three a.m. Like a low and slow, like 225 for about five or six hours, and then take it out, put it in some foil, ramp it up to 275 for another two hours. Hit a nice internal temp of 205 degrees, take it off, pull the bone out. It should come out really easily. Shred it, sauce it, put it on a bun, forget it. Yeah, shred it and forget it. I like that. Yeah. Shred it and forget it. Um, but there other than the barbecuing, um, you know, Sean, myself, yourself, we're going to Las Vegas to visit our buddy Forrest. Um, me and Forrest will be at the NASCAR race next week, next Sunday. Uh, but so this Sunday, I thought I'd treat my family. We're going to that Great Wolf Lodge over in Manteca. And so I got us like a one night stay on Sunday. And so we'll be able to swim in that big old water park pool thing. They got some like magical game thing that my daughter can do. But yeah, so we'll be there on Sunday. That's pretty much the only thing I have besides work the next four days. Nice. The Great Wolf Lodge. I seen that thing down by Disneyland in Anaheim that they got one. Heard they were opening one up there. Don't know much about it, but I heard it's a grand adventure for the kids, right? It's like it looks yeah. almost like that the damn the California Adventure Hotel, right? <laughs> it it kind of looks like it's like a woodland kind of theme, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. And like and like the one we got, it was heck, it was like discounted, where it's like one king bed, so that's like me and my wife and probably our son if he's not going to sleep in his own little bed. But like you go into like some, they have it painted, and it looks like uh like the woods where there's separate room and there's mm-hmm. two bunk beds, so like my daughter's going to feel like she's in some, like she's some little woodland creature going to sleep. So yeah, I think it's pretty dope. So a woodland creature. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woodland so, creature. So, you know, something to, to say, Hey, you know, thank you for letting me go to Las Vegas by myself <laughs> for like four and a half days. You know, let me do this for you guys. So you're so. not going to the race also, Sean. I'm not, I'm not, uh, 
Unfortunately, he's, I can't. He's like, he's like, you know me. I'm not staying till damn Sunday. It's a lot of days in Vegas, man. That's a lot of days in Vegas with work on Monday, and the Niners are actually prime time that game or that day oh, uh, really? versus Green Bay. So there's a good chance I'll be going probably straight from the airport to a Niner tailgate into the football game. So wow, that's the plan. Oh, nice. So you leave Sunday morning. I leave Sunday, land at around 11 or noon. Gates open right at noon. I think that's the time that my father-in-law said, and I'll be landing in San Jose about 15 minutes up the road. Nice, yeah. I've been seeing those pictures of Vegas, like for the NFL and the college football and the Circa and the man. I got to get myself back there again. But yeah, a couple times I went. You think you're cool? You're younger. You're there Thursday, (laughs) Friday, Saturday. Man, once that Sunday rolls around, you know, that's a long time to be in Vegas, but it was well, different back then, you yeah, know. Well, but then thank God we're not actually doing like the normal Las Vegas trip people would think of. You know, yeah. we're going to our buddy Forrest's house. He's 45 minutes outside Vegas. We're going to do some redneck stuff, shoot some guns, go ATVing, you know, just wade in like the little pool. You know, exactly. Just some America stuff, you know, drink beer, chew tobacco. Well, at least me and Forrest will be doing that. And, um, <laughs> you know, actually, I did send him a link. And Sean and Joe to like some yes, torpedo yes. comics in Las Vegas. So hopefully we can actually hit up an actual comic book store. So, hey, if anyone from Las Vegas is listening out there, please hit us up. Tell us of other shops to visit. And, uh, hey, you might describe yourself like a nice sticker or like at least a nice little, you know, flyer or something from us. Yeah, so that'd be cool to meet some flyers, people out there, yep. some fans. So, um, all right, fellas, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's uh, so sports. Let's do a nice comic bookie Tuesday night quarterback you know that you always hear the monday morning quarterback this is the tuesday night quarterback so we're going to do post week one into week two uh let's just let's just flat out say it i did not have any high hopes going into the game last night monday night las vegas raiders first first actual game that they're allowed fans in it looked like it was you know uh you know rocking at times but then it was kind of quiet at times also um and just like a lot of our seasons over the last 20 years, a lot of this, a lot of roller coasters, just like Derek Carr said his career's been so far. And, um, you know, they, like Derek Carr said, you know, he, they did some things to lose the game and they did some things to win the game and they did one extra thing to win the game and they came out on top. Um, you know, they took, they gave you a money line win mark and, uh, you know, what more can you ask for? Three straight opening day wins for the Raiders, if you can believe that. So, and that's and that stat with the Ravens was pretty crazy. If you saw like their last four um, home o- or not home openers, but just opening games the last four seasons, they they've just up, blown everybody like out. Nineteen total points, like one shutout, ten points, six points, three points. Yeah, they gave like, yeah, you're right. But they did have all those injuries, man. Lamar Jackson is still a bad dude, slithering around, hard to get down. Um, he did have those two fumbles, which obviously proved to be huge. But it was definitely, definitely, I mean, ESPN, the fans, everybody there, you definitely got your money's worth. I thought we were going to get the good old tie game, you know what I mean? But (laughs) uh, yeah, it was crazy in that overtime. But nonetheless, they come out victorious, man. The one thing that I can honestly take from that game is if um, not having to blitz like at all. And if Ngakwe, if he can get back to, you know, because he got, I think he got banged up a little bit. If he can stay healthy and with Max Crosby playing like he did, if the defensive line plays like they can and get pressure on some teams, you know, they're going to make a little bit more noise than I thought they were going to, you know, especially when you have such a young uh, secondary, you know, KJ Wright coming in, uh, you know, doing pretty well. He made some, uh, 
you know, a couple plays, but if the defensive line can get to the quarterback and kind of make him uncomfortable, that kind of sets the whole tone for the defense. That's the whole tone for, you know, it, it gets the ball back in your offense's hands. You know, it gets some more time on the well, sidelines for your defense and they're less tired coming into the middle of the third quarter when, you know, in other years, the Raiders, that's when they get gassed. That's when they start giving up big chunk plays and just kind of lose games, whether they're already losing or they're ahead at that time. KJ Wright actually had that huge, uh, well, it wasn't a sack, but what was it, like a third and one or a fourth? It was a third down stop. Or a fourth yeah. and one, and he stopped. Uh, mm-hmm. he stopped but, that, I mean, that was a, that proved to be a huge play also. So, a good game. I didn't know that their defense was going to be, like, that beefed up. I think the linebackers still looked a little bit slow. I think that they still need a little bit work. Looks a little bit better. Gus Bradley seems to, you know, kind of – have his head wrapped around, uh, you know, the defensive uh, side and players, as you will. But, uh, yeah, I think they need a little bit of work. I think that, uh, I mean, it was fun to watch, but I think that it was the home opener, a lot of, you know, intensity, a lot of, you know, obviously emotions. They played well, but let's see how they, you know, obviously do next week going over to Pittsburgh. I think what Mike said is a key for the Raiders this season. I mean, offensively, they're efficient. They got the two-headed monster in the backfield, even with Jacobs a lower hurt. I mean, Drake played you know, pretty damn good. Brian Edwards turned it up late in the game. Renfro, that boy's a dog. I love Renfro. He works hard. He makes plays. Waller, I mean, enough said. That guy's just too damn good. But defensively, Gus Bradley just brings that Seattle vibe. They don't blitz. I think the Raiders' first blitz wasn't until the third or even early fourth quarter, and they kept getting constant pressure. And, oh, yeah. Our fourth overall pick two years ago, three years ago, Farrell didn't even play. So I think as long as they can just maintain that pressure on any quarterback going forward, get the linebackers more and more experience, it helps out those young cornerbacks to get more confidence. I mean, they have a chance to do some pretty damn good things this season, in my opinion. You got to remember, the Sturs had no preseason. So, yeah, that early first quarter, like, oh, crap. Cars missed like six or seven straight throws. You get a little nervous, but once you started getting, okay, the rest is off, getting right back to playing football, you know, catch, you know, pitch and catch. Hey, they were rolling yesterday. I mean, it wasn't comfortable like I thought it would be, but they did come out with the victory. So that was good for the nation. Yeah, I mean, those wide receivers and Waller, they didn't seem too, uh, it didn't seem too hard for them to get open, you know, but they're not, I'm telling you, if, if the offensive line played like they did last night, the car's not going to have a lot of time, you know with leather wood or Leatherhead, whatever the hell his name is. He had a, sort of a rough um, first game. You know, he had the, the early penalty and then the costly late penalty. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if they can, you know, can hunker down and, and play a little bit better than fine, but if they're going to play anything close to that, then those wide receivers, especially rugs, they're going to have to get open quick because cars not going to have a lot of time. And um, yeah, they're going to have to scheme it, scheme their way to become a halfway decent running uh, team, too. They have the two-headed monster, so we'll see, but, you know. Shout out Edwards, actually. You know, yeah, boy, man. You know, Rugs, Edwards, they didn't seem to really be doing much all game, but they turned up when the time, when the, when the light, when yes. the lights were brightest, right, when they needed him the most. That Jones kid that caught the winning touchdown in overtime, Dang. you know, but Dang, it, it's Dang. not just, it, it's not just so much about, you know, they had good plays at the end of the game. It's like, I think that that was a real, real confidence boosting win. You know, like everything was going against you gets to overtime. You think you want it. You're on the field, you know, you're celebrating one yard line, bring it back. Then the atrocious, you know, unfortunate, uh, interception, 
in the end zone. But man, you know, what a what a roller coaster of emotions for a lot of those young players, you know, and just to come out victorious opening night and get some of these younger players get big catches towards the end. I just think that's a real, real big confidence booster going forward. And uh, going forward also, man, the NFC West and the AFC West, the only two divisions to be undefeated. Crazy. Sean, if you want to talk about your West and your Niners, I mean, uh, I don't know if Goff knows them good or if the Niners defense was just, uh, you know, kind of sleepwalking a little bit in, in the Motor City. But they actually gave up a lot of points, man, to, yeah. to Detroit. So they touch on that points, one, Sean. More points than I wanted them to. I mean, obviously I mean it was only 17 with two minutes left in the game, though. They gave up too late, you know, the onside kick. So it was kind of, it was a little misleading. I'm with you on that. That's what I've been telling people like, oh, you guys only won by one score. I'm like, yes, it was one score, but it's one of those like, once Barrett got hurt, we kind of stepped off the gas. We have a rookie defensive coordinator who, you know, that's the first time he's ever had to handle a big lead. And, you know, that prevent defense prevents you from winning games. I mean, lucky we came out with the victory. But just the NFC West as a whole, you know, and the AFC West, not to, you know, disrespect your guys' undefeated division. You know, the NFC West is loaded. We've talked about it before. It might be the best division of football. The Rams looked great. The Cardinals in Tennessee looked great. Seattle in Indianapolis looked great. Every NFC team, you know, they, you know, they look like they can be that team out of the NFC. Yes, you know, Tampa's going to Tampa. We know how good they're going to be, but. What a first week, man. Not just the NFC and AFC, but just all these other teams, you know. Houston went and Ruben, <laughs> ruined Urban Myers, you know. Rookie campaign as a coach. He's and they were the, the only and they were the only AFC South team to win. Imagine <laughs> the that. You <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. So, you oh, know, man. Belichick losing a home opener. I mean, hey, you know, how often do you say that? So a lot of crazy storylines, bro, but I did the see Packers, the ratings. Bro. My oh, freaking no. my Super Bowl pick from last week, Crab the Packers. Like, oh my crap! Can, like. can I cancel that now? Can I just can I you know annul that? That's like oh I just got married to you. Oh never mind. A week later I'm gonna have an annulment. Can I annul that please? Holy crap! Them and Tennessee. You know you, oh. you know what? I don't know why I was so shy to play that game. I actually did take the Saints plus the four, even though I knew they were playing in Jacksonville. A couple <laughs> things that come into a handicap since we are the Comic Bookies podcast. Let me just spit a little bit of game for you guys. Or those that don't understand, this is something this is something that I always, you know, take into consideration. You know, the game is to be sold, not to be told. But I'm going to be telling it right now because I love the fans and I love my brothers right here. So, nah, but real talk. So, you know, Jameis Winston, right, going back to Florida. He's obviously from Florida. He's not from Jacksonville. But you figure, okay, he gets to go back to open up the season, you know, kind of, you know, a rebirth to his career, if you will. Right. Uh, Drew Brees retired. He gets to start down there in in New Orleans, goes back to Florida. You know, and I I know that Jameis wants to kind of prove himself to be like a, a better quarterback, which I don't think he's a horrible quarterback. Does he make bad decisions at times? Yeah. In the past. Can he work on it? Yes. But um, so with I'd say with Jameis Winston going back to Florida, then you think about the situation in New Orleans with the with with the with the hurricane and how, you know, I don't even know if people some people probably still don't even have power down there. If we got fans in New Orleans, hopefully you guys and your family are safe. Let us know. But, you know, you take that into consideration. And then with the whole, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, not you don't know how he wants to play. I don't think he wants to be in Green Bay. You know, how hard is he really going to fight for this team? And then. The biggest thing is a as a NFC team 
or like a not just an NFC team, but a North team that usually plays in cold weather going down to that humidity. I mean, there were so many factors, plus like the home dog, even though they weren't technically playing at home. But like when I handicap, that's just like things that I like look for. Sometimes it's not so much about the the like the the, the variables that goes in like between the sidelines, you know, in the end zones. It's kind of more. You know, there's always more to it. Psychology, circadian rhythm, you know, uh, you know, personalities of players and stuff. And it's just that goes, a lot of that goes into handicapping. And, and I wish I would have just upped the ante a little bit more, but uh, kind of hard to do that also on Jameis Winston's first game as a <laughs> starting quarterback. So I, I took it a little bit light, but those are just things to like look for if you guys are out there trying to put a little bit of your hard uh, earned uh, taxed uh, money on uh, some of these games on Sunday afternoon. Sorry for right. the rant, but yeah. Oh, you're good, uh, man. <laughs> I mean, we always appreciate, you know, if for those coming in as a first time listener or first time, you know, gambler, you know, they, they, it, it, they, they try to seek out different avenues of, of, of info and tips and stuff. And like right there, that's, I think, I've, as good as gold when you're trying to, you know, d- determine w- which way you're going to go in a, in a bet. Hand. And this is one other thing. When we first started the podcast, I think I used to mention it a lot. I said, you know, it's, it, people might start listening to us. I never bet on a game or something. But, you know, as it's getting more popular in all these states, back episode 125 episodes ago, you know, they just redid that pass law or whatever where, like, they could actually leave it up to each state to see if they wanted to make it legal or not. It wasn't, like, so federally, like, whatever handled when we started the podcast. And I was always saying, like, I think more people are going to start doing it as like they just your brother in arizona they just uh like fan duel i think like all of them you can do like the the gambling down there so as more and more states open i mean some of our fans might be like yeah like football yeah i never gambled but like hey my state i'll throw like 20 bucks on a game or something you know so it's just kind of cool that we still kind of keep it as part of our pedigree in the podcast and everything but uh Moving on, man. Tennessee looked horrible. Cleveland probably could have won. Pittsburgh, uh, a lot of people were fine. You know, they were going against them. A lot of people are on these Bills team, but Pittsburgh showed up and showed out. And Pittsburgh, I mean, in Buffalo getting the win. Uh, Miami squeaked one out against Mac Jones. Those two Bama quarterbacks going against each other. Uh, man, so many games, dude. You guys just whatever you guys want to talk about, go. I mean, I mean, to to kind of go with what we used to do and just kind of run down like most of the games. I kind of wanted to do. I texted you guys about it, but you know, now we let the fans know. Uh, aside from week one, we're gonna have a comic bookie super contest. Now Vegas has a bunch of these. You you know, enter. You put in like a hundred bucks or ten bucks or a thousand bucks. And then you play against hundreds of other people and then you just pick like three or four games and whoever has like the most wins at the end of the season wins like, you know, Vegas has one. What mark you put in like 500 bucks or a thousand bucks and you win like over a million dollars, you know, have all types of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we should do one. And then, of course, the loser buys, you know, we go out to a nice steak dinner or something and the and the loser buys. So, um, Mark, what do you say? Like, wait, wait right? Cattlemen's? <laughs> oh, fancy. Or Black Angus or something? Like Outback? You know? Or, hey, hell, House of Prime Rib. Let's do that one. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so we'll go, what, three or four games a week, Mark. It's okay to overlap. We won't tell anybody the games, the, what we're thinking of. And then on the podcast, we'll go ahead and announce who we're taking, the spread, um, we'll kind of base it off of ESPN's number maybe, or, or whatever numbers you're looking at Mark. But I mean, you know, that's kind of, that, that can be kind of our analysis for the week is not really running through every single game, but like our top three or four games and like why, 
And then so and then we'll come back the next week saying, oh, how did we do? And we'll keep track throughout yeah, the season. Yeah, yeah. So, I like that kind of mix, kind of mix our analysis in with like the games, why we like it, like kind of our analysis is our handicap in a way, you know, but exactly. And we're actually this season, actually our third like full football season doing the podcast. We're actually putting our money where our mouths are, you know, we're not just saying, hey, if I were to bet, bet on this, you know, and now yeah. we have something to look forward to. We're actually going to, you know, <laughs> have an, a, a nice steak dinner on on one of us. So uh, whoever wants to go first. Uh, you don't have to throw out all four games out, but let's just, you know, all all three of us give us your top four games spread and why. Yeah, you know what's what's funny? I haven't even really looked at the games yet. I mean, I mean, it's so. early. You know, it, it, it's early because it's Tuesday. You know, like we haven't even gotten to injury report. Things, I think it's the biggest thing. Like, like, like my football weekend literally ended like 24 hours ago with the Raiders, you know, for being the I final know. game. So it's like I haven't even I've been so busy at work. I didn't even really look at the games. But I mean, I can I'm looking at them right now. Like if you want to go first, if you have a little bit of something, I mean, I'm trying try to yeah. look at a couple that I like here. I mean, kinda, I, I, mean I was going through them uh, just like while while you and Sean were talking. Um, I think one of them I have to take. Um, and, and, and it's okay if all three of us pick this game or, or whatnot, but what was it? Where was it? Um, I am going to take, uh, I don't care where they're traveling to. I don't care. They can't go Owen two. they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. They're going to be a team that's probably going to end up in the AFC championship. In my opinion, I have to go Buffalo and ESPN has it at minus three and a half. Buffalo is going to go down to, to Miami. They know that team. It's a division Ooh. game, even though it's in Florida. Division I know game. the whole thing division game. I know it's going to, it might be close, but but Don't they're going to come back. They're pissed off as hell uh, losing at home to Pittsburgh. The, the Buffalo Bills will go down and cover a three and a half point spread. I'm taking the Bills uh, and giving the points. I like that. And I think I'll uh, stay with a division game. And I'm not going to let a close game become misleading and make people think that Detroit's good all of a sudden. Because I think they're going to get pounded Ooh, Monday, Monday night, night in Green Bay. Okay. Sean with the Packers. You're going minus with the minus ten and a half, huh, Sean? Minus, minus 10, 10 and a half. Wow, that's a hefty uh, number well, to throw. Well, Mark, I can't just take all of the, you know, I can't just steal like you know your analysis. So you are you are next. Man, you, you know, know what? what? It, it, you know what? It, it's fine because all these numbers may change and stuff. And you're like, well, I mean, I probably wouldn't have picked that game on Saturday if I would have known. But then again, all we're playing for is a whole season long thing, and all we're doing is a steak dinner. It's not like we have like hundreds or thousands of dollars riding on it or week to week. It's just something for fun, but you know what? Very true. Let's do it. Man, um, I'm going to have to go. <laughs> you know who looked horrible? Atlanta looked horrible. Oh, I, mean, I know. That mm-hmm. is. Look, I, I, I'm not the type of person to really drop 12, 13, 12 and a half points in a divisional game. Cause you know you can get you can get a backdoor cover, but man, I don't know how Atlanta. I mean, if Ta- I mean if Tampa Bay looks like they looked against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys probably would should have won that game if they didn't like miss so many damn field goals on opening Thursday night. But um, I, uh, let me go with Tampa Bay, man. I guess it's twelve and a half right now. <laughs> I just don't trust Ryan <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan at all. Guy looks slow as hell out there. Um, they don't really have anyone that can catch it. Pitts, he's still young, obviously a rookie. Uh, I I just don't like it, man. I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay to get like a big win here, man, against uh, like Atlanta. It. Atlanta having to go on the road. 
So that'd probably be like my first pick. I don't know it'd be my top pick because I'm still looking through here, but mm-hmm. I like that. Well, uh, breaking news from uh, our insider, my brother down from Arizona. It looks like um, defensive lineman Yannick Ngakwe has suffered a possible long-term injury. So oh, what I was just saying about oh, if he could stay healthy and then those guys God. can get to the quarterback. So now we have to depend on Cleland Farrell. And, uh, you know, and and if we if we lost McCoy for a long term. So what I just said about the them getting to the quarterback just kind of went out the window because they'll just double team cross on every play. So, yeah, screw my life. So uh, going back to the picks, Denver is not that good of a team. I'm sorry. And I'm going to go ahead and take I'm going to actually embrace the Florida weather in this. Wow. One. I'm going to take Jacksonville at home. To cover a six I was point, actually six, liking six, that six, one also. Six-point mm-hmm. spread. Denver is not that good, so I'm taking the Jaguars yeah, at Teddy home. Teddy Bridgewater, though, his record I know, I as know, a I starter know. on the road, he's like 25-3 and three or something not on the road gets, as a starter. He gets starter the job done. Against the spread. Against the spread. So, man, he, he he's, be, he's, he's a money-making machine for us uh, betters over there at the window. Yeah. So, But so, I was actually— So I my luck, actually, the Broncos win by seven. Whoop-de-doo. I mean, if if the if the guys from South Central Los Angeles, you know, fly over to Jacksonville and try to make an offer for Urban Meyer, I don't know mm-hmm. how much his head's going to be in the game this week. So come on, Watts, come on, Watts. <laughs> uh, Sean, Sean or Mark, you're next. I do have a game, and this is a game I've been looking at since both of them came out victorious last week, and. I think while everyone's high on New Orleans, I'm even higher on Carolina. And I think the home dog Carolina Panthers are going to outright win the New Orleans Saints. Carolina plus three and a half. Okay. Mark, you're up. You know what? As much as you like Carolina, I just don't really, you know, I don't like um, Darnold that much, man. Because he's, I mean, he took over. I, he did. They did cover the spread against the Jets. But speaking of the Jets, I actually like the way the quarterback played from a BYU, Zach Wilson. Zach so, boy. Yeah. You talk about getting six points um, with the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. I'm going to take the six with the New York Ooh. Jets at home going yeah. against Mac Jones. So, so, so I'll take your six. I see five and a half, but I'll but I'll give you your six for the uh, Jets. So okay. New York Jets plus six. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, let's go. Sorry. Sorry, Raider Nation. Sorry. That was <laughs> that was a huge win for you guys, a huge morale booster. But after that injury that I just saw right now, I'm sorry. Najee Harris for 143 yards on the on the ground. Pittsburgh oh. minus five and a half. Sorry. <laughs> on the road. Nah, not going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> I love that, man. I love how it's just in and out with the quickest pick that he did. All it <laughs> is is one injury. Ben Roethlisberger, we know how it is. We play this team so many damn times. Uh, it's like Portugal playing Germany. Just so damn hard to beat them, right? But uh, yeah, what's going to happen? All right, you guys got two picks left. Uh, we're going, so we're going four picks total per person? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to go with... The Cincinnati Bengals going Ooh. into Chicago. I love me some Cincy this year. I love them coming up victorious last week versus the Minnesota Vikings. And I think they're going to go into Chicago and uh, knock off the Red Rifle and the Chicago Bears. Okay, Cincinnati plus three. Mark, you got two more. There's a lot of uh, home dogs this week, it looks like. can We can't pick any of the same teams. They all have to I be mean, 
Like, like now, time. thinking about it, I say no. Like, if it's been taken, sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, there's because there's technically 32 teams, so you, technically you can go. You know, we're only picking. That's going to you know, be 12 like teams. The easy way down the road, if we're going to like try to wash games, we'll pick the same games. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that. We shouldn't be able to pick the same games. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Mark, Mark, if you weren't thinking about the same game, I'd like to jump in and give my last pick. Oh, we have an order. <laughs> Mark, go ahead. S- say your pick if you already have it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. I'll let you right, have it. Sean, we're gonna go. We're gonna go head to head on one this week. I'm taking the Bears at home against the Bengals. Sorry, right. that was also just like the Raiders with a good win. Cincinnati in overtime with a good win, but they're not going on the road and winning in Chicago. So I'm taking the Chicago Bears minus three. Nice, mm. nice. I like that. I'll let Mark uh, get his in before I make my final pick. All right, Mark, you got one more or two more. I'll go with the. You know, I think they can play a little bit better than they did. I think, uh, um, I think that playing uh, Bridgewater, no, who they they played um, Herbert. I think mm-hmm. that playing Herbert, Herbert's, you know, he's pretty, he's a pretty good little young quarterback, man. I think that football team still has a good defense. I think that fits Magic team. still might have a little bit of Magic. They're at home. He's New hurt, York. isn't he? Huh? Fitz Magic's Patrick's hurt. Yeah, oh, he out. did get her. That's right. Him. Yeah. So who? Wait, who replaced them? Hankel. He, like Heineken? Heineken or Hanky or Hanky? Hanky? Yeah. Let me retract that. I forgot that he got hurt. I wasn't watching that game. Sorry. Um. Yeah. I, I'll take that one back. So who do I have? I got Tampa Bay. I got uh, and the Jets. Jets. Don't tell me you're picking two New York teams. Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm not going to pick them. I'm not going to pick them. I'm going to pick. Let's go with mm, the Chiefs on the road. Minus four. I think they had their scare. You're lucky. Yeah, you took my pick. That's a good one. Oh, nice. I think they had their scare. I think that, you know, minus three and a half. I I just think that with the with the injuries that Baltimore has, I think that, you know, Kansas City is going to play them pretty damn tough hate laying four on the road but that's what i'm gonna have to do especially um, i'm gonna have to look at these picks earlier next time i have yeah. no edge on you guys i got no edge <laughs> i was just thrown into the lion's den trying to pick these <laughs> okay so that's if you guys make- want if you guys want some uh, insider uh, information our our buddy uh and listener aaron is saying that cowboys plus three against the chargers take it to the bank so if you guys want to take that you know that's, give him the credit that's what that's he's saying funny that that's funny that I was actually looking at that, and I actually I... kind of like the Chargers. <laughs> I did actually kind of like the Chargers. That line stinks to me. Everyone's going to be like, look at how Dallas once did. whoop dee whoop dee whoop They did so good. They almost won. They missed the field goals. Look at the Chargers. They only won because Fitzmagic is old and got hurt, and they're not that good. But why are they favorites? Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just be wary be war- worry of those lines a couple times. You know what I mean? All right, Sean, your next last pick. And you Final already pick. know how big, you know, Dallas Cowboys is going to be one of they're one of the most public teams. They're going to be just, just they're going to be smashing the books with mm-hmm. with Dallas money. You give Dallas plus three when they look that good against Tampa. You know, Vegas likes to give me to take that money. Mm-hmm. I think uh, this week we're going to show uh, the second year pro a thing or two about what it's like to be in the NFL and the. Uh-oh. San Francisco 49ers are going to go eagle hunting. 
<laughs> right, come up victorious weekend. Oh, hey, as long as what's Devonte is, as long as Devonte goes off, I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean, San Francisco 49ers minus and the, the three Eagles, and a half. The Eagles looked good too. The Eagles looked good. I mean, they, played Atlanta. Oh, they played for some college Atlanta. team. That's what I'm saying. I kind of at Atlanta State, you know. Yeah, I, I can't. South Georgia. I kind of, I kind of did like the Eagles, but I think that the 49ers. Well, I, said Atlanta State. I huh? He said Atlanta State. He was stupid. South South Georgia. Atlanta South Georgia State. University. But yeah, the Eagles. I mean, they played Georgia A and M. Sorry, Mark. No, We're no, done. Fine. The Eagles, yeah, the Eagles played good though, but yeah, I think that San Francisco getting, you know, giving up a lot of those points. I think that they uh, got kind of go back to the drawing board. And I don't know how fair the Eagles are going to be able to compare it against them. But if if they, if Jalen Hurts performs good and they come out with a win, people are going to start looking at this Eagles team like, okay, making right decisions there in the front office, huh? All right, Mark, you got one more pick, bud. Do I? Jesus, that's the one, bro. And then, and then, how we'll do it next week is whoever uh, was worst gets the first pick, you know, and then up to whoever did best. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I I'm gonna take fun. Kyler Murray. There Ooh. it is. All right. I, he was he. That was my fifth pick. If we had five picks, that was a plus like one too for me. I do like them, especially in fantasy. Number one. I don't like. Is, I don't like the hook. Actually, I don't like giving up the hook. Yeah. But. I just didn't. What's his name get hurt also, or am I mistaken? Who the, cor- the quarterback for the Vikings? What the no, hell is his name? Okay. Oh, no, he's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. You guys got that red zone. I know they give you. And damn, you guys are fantasy players. That's the problem. The fantasy players know all the damn injuries, man. Oh yeah, Especially for sure. If it's a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So there you have it, folks. Um, that you was know pretty what? fun. That I was mean, fun. For, just for fun, if any fan is paying attention, if they listen to this and if they want to get in on the action, just shoot us over a DM or an email or whatever every single week. Give us your four picks. There it is, and Aaron. Then can, like, and, and, and then we can go ahead and get you in on the contest. So, Aaron, uh, Joe, any guys who listen to us, you know, like, you know, consistently, please shoot us over four picks and the spreads via ESPN.com, you know, over the next day or two. And then we'll have you uh, punched into the contest. But um, all right, fellas. So sticking well, with football. If you win. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, even out the cost, you know. Yeah. Um, but NCAA football, so an, so so another week is in the books. They're always a week ahead. Uh, I think bigger news, just basically, uh, USC fires their head coach Clay Helton. I think it's an idiotic decision. I think they should have done it, you know, months and months ago, and they should have gotten, you know, uh, ready for the new season with a new head coach and not have to like, Oh shoot. Now we have to go under our offensive coordinator for an, an, an interim job. Like it's, it's just stupid what they're doing. Um, you know, I've liked USC since like 1998, you know, since Carson Palmer was winning Heisman trophies over there, you know? So it's just, it's, it's sad to see the state of USC, the state of Texas, even, even though I don't like, you know, Texas and what Vince Young did to USC, but like Florida State, like I was telling you guys the other day, like, why are those three teams among other teams like so bad recently? Like they should be top 10 to 12 every yeah. single year with the prestige of that, of those schools and the programs. 
I mean, I think a lot of it might – how much of it do you think has to do with their sitting there looking at their cross-city cross, cross city rivals, you know, and UCLA and how Chip started the season so far with the two wins beating LSU, obviously. And they're looking like a damn good team, you know, and now like yeah. USC does not want to be uh, number two in the city of Angels, if you know what I mean. But I mean, they've, it's, but it's, it's happened before, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but, know. But I mean – yeah, they want to get back to those glory days, but I mean, it's tough. They lose a lot of talent. A lot of these colleges, they're building these beautiful arenas, these beautiful, you know, um, locker rooms and facilities and whatnot. They give these kids these tours. And a lot of these kids, they're going to like Bama, a lot of these California boys. We breed a lot of good football players in this state. You know, a lot of them leave. I'm former, fortunately to keep a lot of them as well. But um, a lot of them do go away, play Michigan and play like just a bunch of other states, bigger score, you know, more prominent schools in football and whatnot. So it kind of sucks, but that's what it is. But yeah, I mean, even even with that, though, I mean, like you look at the players on USC, they got good players like you have no reason to lose versus a Stanford. I know they're a conference rival. But especially this year, Stanford, like they're not that good of a team, in my opinion. And then adding to what Mike said, you knew you were going to get rid of Helton at some point. Yeah, it was an ugly loss for Stanford. So that was like, the cherry on top. But if you knew you were going to do that, you might as well do it before the season started. That's just not fair to the kids. These aren't even professional. These are kids. You know, you go there with the intention of playing under this, playing under this coach who recruited me, who probably did the visit and everything. And now you're going to go in a whole new direction. So, I mean... Yeah, it's business, but to what Mike said, man, seeing some of these big universities, the ones that we're so huge on, you know, playing like shit, really. FSU, Florida mm-hmm. State, I mean, they lost versus Jacksonville State. Like, Jacksonville State did the straight flag plant in the middle of Seminole <sighs> country. Like, That's come on sad. now. Texas, I mean, you guys asked for it moving to the SEC, but come on now, man. Like, you guys, you know, I... <laughs> It's embarrassing. Like you guys, like both, no- you know, like both schools from Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State. They haven't been dog doo doo in the last three, four years. They haven't you won know? nothing. That's the thing. They maybe had like oh, they had a couple but good games a- or there's a big win, but it's like they haven't actually won anything. Like I don't know. It's it's kind of cool though. College football. I kind of like that aspect that the little guy can come and kind of beat the big guy sometimes. You know, it's, it's yeah. what makes the sport fun, man. I really it, do enjoy it. But when it's your team and it's a, uh, on a consistent basis, like USC. He's like maybe the fifth best team yeah. in the conference. Oregon, yeah. Arizona State, yeah. UCLA. They're going to lose to freaking uh, – watch, they'll lose to Cal, Mark. I'm sorry. The Cal Bears are 0-2, but watch. They'll probably lose to them or the Huskies 0-2 Washington. Watch. I don't know. Well, speaking of Oregon, hey, they're making the Pac-12 happy right now. They're making us proud. They went into, obviously, you know, Buckeye country and got oh, that, that was huge, crazy. huge victory. Good for the Ducks, man. They're looking really good. Yeah, yeah, they sh- that, yeah, they went in there as a twelve and beat number three, so it's pretty good for them. The they luck went, of that. Yeah, they went all the way up to number four. The Ducks did. Yeah, number four. four right now. Oh, four wow. ranked. So nice. right now, season ends. They're in the playoffs. So yeah. any of these games that you guys are are, are looking forward to before we move on? Um, and, you got, they just, and they didn't have their what's it called either. They didn't mm-hmm. have the Thibodeau, which is supposed to be like the best yep, defensive yep. player in the nation right now. Oh, yeah. Dan got a scare last week as well. Toledo almost got him. Just uh, yeah. the beginning of these seasons, man, these kids are getting back on campus or whatever, getting used to everything. But I think we'll see the cream rise to the top as we always do. But mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, so what do you guys think? I mean, well, Oregon, they got a tough test at home against Stony Brook. I had no idea that was a <laughs> school. But, I mean, is there anything better than Alabama visiting Gainesville in Florida? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think so as far as the top you know, 25 teams. Uh, there's no other, you know, ranked opponents facing another ranked opponent this week. Uh, you know, what say you guys? Are, they, are I mean, there any uh, other intriguing matchups? I mean, like, uh, do you look at uh, something like, oh, Georgia better watch out for 2-0 and South Carolina, <laughs> you know, at least a cover maybe, 32 points. You know, you never know. So, I mean, Auburn is, Auburn is at Penn State, actually. 22 I've seen that game. So, you got that one. Arizona State, 19, visiting 23 BYU. That's it. That's it as far as, you know, two ranked opponents playing each other. And I, I know I get a little bit more intrigued for college than you guys do. So I, I actually do enjoy some of these, like, like, like the Fresno State at UCLA. I think that that could be kind of fun. You know, obviously, I don't think Fresno State can win, but like games like that, like Nevada, how they beat Cal as well. Not that Cal is no powerhouse, but I like to see Nevada, you know, go on the road, uh, and, and play. I like to see, you know, some of these smaller colleges as well, like the West Coast Conference and the MAC and all these, you know, so it's cool. I just think that the beginning, these like, I hate how they do week one to pull you in and then they give you these crappy, well, whatever, not subpar (laughs) matches. I know, they're crappy, they're crappy. And they do, you know why they do it. It's the same reason why NASCAR has their game on their race on Saturday instead of Sunday. It's the same reason why, you know, these all focus kind of for football is, is on NFL week one, you know, so you, they, they just throw in like these whatever games for, for week two. Or like how the Daytona 500 is the first race of the year. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so, um, what's up to Joe? He says, what's up comic bookies and Aaron, I agree with you. Don't let my brother hear you, but Notre Dame are frauds, especially when it comes to winning big games and going into the playoffs and winning. Um, yeah, I mean, they prove it time and time again. (laughs) They are one of the biggest frauds in college football. Yep. They disappear faster than what's his name's at girlfriend. Mentiteo's girlfriend. So, <laughs> so are um, you saying yeah. that? Are you saying USC could lose at Washington State this week? Yeah, they probably will. Jeez, yes, they can. Are they Slow not even ranked this, anymore? Huh? You got to remember, like these are kids. And I know we talked about different aspects of the mentals and sports, and these are kids. I mean, I'm 0 and 2. I'm at USC. We just lost for Stanford. You are gonna have some of those kids that just throw in the freaking towel. They're going through the motion. Yes, you're gonna have some kids that hey, we got to step it up. But it's the reality, bro. You're going to have some of these kids are just like, man, we just suck. Our coach got fired, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, it's one of those trap games. Like USC is going to come out firing, beat Washington State. You know what? Don't be surprised if they lose again, man. Auburn yeah. at, Penn, at Happy Valley is definitely going to be the biggest game. So hmm, stay Cincinnati, tuned to that one. Number eight, Cincinnati, only a four-point favorite. Visit Bloomington. That's something to look at, too. Something only? To look at. I mean, Indiana, are they like close to being top 25 or is it just because, yeah, no, I mean, they've been good in the last couple of seasons. I don't think they're doing as good this season, but Cincinnati's supposed to be a pretty decent team. Number eight. I do like seeing all these different teams playing. Like I, I, I'm not used to seeing Auburn versus Penn State. I'm not used to seeing Michigan mm-hmm. State versus Miami. That's you know? a fun game. Like, like, it, it's really cool. Like obviously Alabama, Florida, you know, like obviously, but I mean, like those two matchups are pretty cool, you know. Of course, Oregon Stony Brook for the fourth time, you know. I don't know how many times got, I have to say that, you know. We got Herman Boone and the Virginia Tech Hokies versus West Virginia. What about Colorado? What about Colorado also against A and M? They hung in there last week, also. That's right. That's right. I mean, so 
Plenty of good games to pack, get pack, into in college. Pack, pack, pack South. Besides, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, pack. It's weird. They're like they feast or famine, huh? Pac-12. You know what? I'm gonna give uh, Pac-12, a, or I mean USC, a shout out though. Me and my wife just finished that uh, Peyton Manning and uh, uh, C- Cooper. Is that his name? Right, Cooper Manning, the third brother. Yeah, it is Cooper. Yeah, so Cooper and Peyton hosted a college bowl, which they had they had like a dozen schools come, three kids per per um, team, and they had like it was like a trivia. Right. And USC played Columbia in the finals. Uh, Columbia came out on top by a handful of points or whatever. But you know what? Go USC. Fight on, man. Getting second place in a college bowl. You know, it's the only bowl game that you'll be uh, playing in this year. But, you know, congratulations. <laughs> toilet bowl. Yeah, not the toilet bowl. But uh, but that's it for college football. That's week three. Um, a couple good games, but overall not as good as what you would hope for. But hopefully some, you know, hopefully as you watch those games, they turn into good games. So we'll see. Uh, going into it, Mike, I like that. Thanks, man. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, something like ah, New Mexico, Texas A&M, what the hell? And all of a sudden, oh my God, New Mexico is within ten of Texas A&M going into the fourth quarter, you know, or something like that, you know. And it's always something to look forward to when you're a better, you know. It's like you look at those games that aren't going to be, you know, what no one's looking at Georgia Southern versus Arkansas, but Georgia Southern, you know, they got this quarterback and the defense is top five and uh, against the run or blah, blah blah. Just for example, I think they can cover a twenty-three and a half point spread, you know, something like that. You know, mm-hmm. college football, I think, is you know. If you're not a fan of a top five team, top ten team, you know, turn into a gambler and it'll be way I'm, more interesting than any other oh, sport. Yeah. And then you have these schools also like Louisiana Lafayette. You have like the the a lot of those players that want to stay in state or whatnot. There's good players that don't make it to LSU. They just go down to like a smaller school within the state, you know. So mm-hmm. some of these smaller conferences, they with good coaches, a lot of these coaches move up to bigger conferences, but they start building like good programs. Like PJ Fleck before he went to Minnesota at Western Michigan. Why do you mm-hmm. think he's at Minnesota Bro. right now, right? Because oh, of what Bro. he did. Yeah. What, yeah. I mean, the for, boat, remember? I mean, and then for a few years, you had not Texas and like maybe, you know, Texas Tech. I mean, uh, Texas A&M, which are the two schools you probably would think of. But you had TCU, Baylor, uh, Texas Tech, those guys. You know, when, when Michael Crabtree was there. You know, you had all those good players. Um, what's his name? Uh, Robert Griffin III was at Baylor. You had all those good uh, years of those three Baker smaller Mayfield. schools in, in Texas. That- exactly. Um, well, no, Baker went to Oklahoma. but No, he was know. at Texas Tech in the beginning, though. Mm-hmm. He transferred. I- he That's played right. one That's year right. there, right? That's right. Yeah, okay. I think no, he played one or two years at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Good. So, okay, uh, cool. So um, I know. So let's get into MLB. Just really final push. Um, we're coming up on time here, but let's do a uh, final push for the Major League Baseball. The Giants, like we said earlier, have clinched a um, at least a wild card spot. They're still battling the Dodgers. You know, not surprising. Um, what are they? Are they still up two and a half? I think they've won like eight in a row though. So it's just crazy. Yeah, it's long streak three. Only three. Okay. It'll be two and a half okay. after tonight because the Dodgers are up on Arizona. Giants just won their game. So yeah, crazy. So it's like, Looks like Milwaukee's going to win the the Central. The Braves are only four and a half over the Phillies, so anything can happen in the last couple weeks. Uh, Houston's got a pretty good hold over the West. Chicago White Sox in the Central, and Tampa Bay is going to win the East. Um, but yeah, let's look at the wild card spots too. <clears throat> Excuse me. You have the Toronto Blue Jays. So, like we said, look at this. You have four out of the five teams that are going to possibly make the playoffs. <laughs> the, the division, and then you have the Blue Jays, Yankees tied, and the Red Sox are a half game out. 
Uh, Mariners two and a half games out of the final wild card spot, where the A's are three and a half games out of the wild card spot. And then, of course, the Dodgers, who are 16 and a half games above the third place team. They're with the Cardinals. Anybody's game. Cardinals, Reds only a half game back. Padres back a game. Phillies back three games and the Mets are be, uh, behind four games. So one of those two teams are going to play either the Giants or the Dodgers in. Did they move it back to one game or is it a three game series? It's a three game it's, series now. OK, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they keep it that way. I like that last year. Gave the A's an actual chance last year when they beat the White Sox. Um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, you guys predictions to end the season. Sean, are they going to are the Giants holding on to the West? Are the A's going to uh, sneak in? Like, what can we say huh. about not only our uh, local teams but other teams? Uh, I think it's crazy that the two best records in baseball are in the N- NFC, <laughs> the NL West. That's very crazy. Uh, the Dodgers are still built for the playoffs. They got Kershaw back. Their pitching is outstanding. I mean, I'm loving what the Giants are doing. It's obviously not a fluke, and they can go right into the playoffs and keep doing what they're doing. But unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers do go out and do what I think everyone in baseball think the Dodgers are going to do, especially with that stellar uh, bullpen. It is just freaking crazy to me, though, that there are three teams, second, third and fourth place in this AL East, all with 81 wins, all three of them. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. You got four teams over 80 wins. There's some divisions with barely one 80-win team. The A, the NL East doesn't even have an 81-win team. So <laughs> it, that is Damn. crazy. Damn. Mark, what say you for the last couple weeks of the MLB season? Well, I'll tell you one thing. With Sean saying what he said about the Dodgers, and I'm looking here, Vegas actually still has the Dodgers, you know, favorite to win the World Series. Of course. Yeah. They don't have, yeah, it's just they're – I yeah, wanted to see, obviously, the Giants have moved up the rankings a lot, and I actually thought the Giants were going to be neck and neck, but you're getting about 5-1 to one on the Giants and about 3.5-1 to one on the Dodgers that I'm seeing right here. So, man, still making the Dodgers pretty hefty favorites. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and then with how the with how the seeding is, it sucks that we're not going to get a Giants-Dodgers, you know, NLCS, because the Dodgers and the, or the Giants are going to get the n- number one seed, and then when it comes into the DS, That's they're going to play the wild card uh, winner. 95 so. wins. Wow. That's pretty Man. crazy. <laughs> our guy, our, our guy uh, Casey Pratt, had the wrong Bay Area team winning 100, 100 games. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Crazy. So um, obviously, as as everyone should know, we're back uh, week to week. So this week is Tuesday. Next week is we're on Wednesday. So as the season dwindles down for the last two weeks, we'll go ahead and give an update in a couple weeks and see how these divisions have wrapped up. But let's end sports with NASCAR. So NASCAR is heading into its final race of the round of 16, Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, two JGR uh, cars won the first two races. Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. So they have punched their ticket into the round of 12, while Kyle Larson on points has also punched his ticket into the round of 12. Uh, Bristol, um, for my boy, Hendrick Motorsports, number five racer Kyle Larson, you have, uh, shoot, you have one, two, three, four, five top 10 finishes in the last six races there, uh, you know, including the, uh, oh, wait, that was 2019. Oh, they actually don't have the 2020. Oh, you know what? Because it's a dirt race. So I'm thinking uh, two, four, uh, six races out of seven, a top 10 finish for Kyle Larson. Oh, no, he crashed, I think, in that race, didn't he? In that Bristol dirt race. I think he crashed. So uh, anyways, what do you guys say about this race? Uh, it's back on pavement. It's at night. 
it's a different surface, a different weather, you know, with it being, you know, with the, you know, under the lights. This is one race that I've always wanted to go to ever since I started watching NASCAR, you know, five, six years ago. You know, you'll be able to go to it in L.A. next year, 2022. Baby. <laughs> there it is. I, know, right? Coliseum. I know they even had like a, a the little rendering, the rendering of the track. Yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then they might as well have shown the tell the fans real quick what the news is, man. They don't if they yeah. don't know. So next year, the Clash race is going to be not at Daytona, but is going to be at the L.A. Coliseum. So if you can picture that, I mean, I, I know the the Trojans and, you know, so it used to be the Raiders, used to be the Rams. They played on a football field surrounded by an actual track, you know, for track and field. They've hosted, what, two Olympics, going to be three. Two. And then also the first Super Bowls. Super, yeah, the, yeah, a couple of Super Bowls. So. And um, the, you're you're a, you're a mighty Trojans. They've been playing there in there since 1923. So they're coming up on a hundred years of playing at the LA Coliseum. Fight on! That's yeah. why they need that new coach so they can do the century. They can't. They can't. They can't bring in a hundred not win a, a, a championship year century. with Clay Helton. <laughs> I know, right? So uh, how they're going to do it, I don't know. We kind of, you know, is it going to be dirt? Is it going to be like how are they going to do it? You know, are they going to have to push seats? They're going to have to like get rid of some rows of seats. Um, and then they're only going to have an X amount of time to do it. Like obviously NASCAR isn't going to force USC to play somewhere else during the fall. Uh, once USC wraps up their season in, in late November, early December, that gives you what two and a half months to do this. So it's going to be crazy to see what they do. It just really broke news. It broke today. So we'll see what, you know, news, how it progresses in the next couple of weeks. And of course we'll be the first to tell you if you don't pay attention to NASCAR on Instagram. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Keep it locked and loaded here on the Comic Bookies podcast for all of your news on NASCAR and other sports. So what do you guys think of this uh, weekend's race? Uh, you figure, well, you know what? You, you, Mark, you carry those points over the next round, right? So there's no reason why Truex, Hamlin, and Larson shouldn't try for a win. You know, it's not like, ah, it's okay. We're just going to start, you know, from scratch and zero going into the next round. You actually oh, carry over. Come overs. on. These dudes say, oh, man, you can put them in go. You can put them in shopping carts. They always try for a win. That's just in their competitive, <laughs> you know, nature, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's going to be I'm not looking at the actual standings right now. But if you are, you can probably kind of give me a rundown of who's going to be kind of points racing and who's going to be, you know, whoever's on the bubble. I think uh, wasn't Kurt Busch on the bubble. Uh, Kurt Busch, uh, there's two racers like, uh, 12th is uh, 12th and 13th is like, they're tied. That's what I think it is. Uh, Byron's one of the ones down there. McDowell's the one of the ones down there. Let me see. I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, sir. Huh? I knew I knew ever since McDowell crossed the the, the checkered flag at Daytona in February. Oh, on, on the bubble right now, we have Alex Bowman, Tyler Reddick, William Byron, McDowell. I have I have Bowman in 12th and Kurt Busch at 13th, both with 2,053 points. So there's zero. So so technically right now, the season ended. Kurt Busch, Tyler Reddick, William Byron and Michael McDowell are out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say that again. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Busch. Tyler Reddick, William Byron, and Michael McDowell are out if the season ended today. So those guys, those guys, especially Reddick and Bush, they're gonna have mm-hmm. to be and and Bowman and in that other position, they're gonna mm-hmm. have to be really, really cautious. But at the same time, they're gonna have to go for it. That's what makes Chances. these races yeah. so fun, you know. But, and you have a you have a bunch of drivers who are within like ten points of Kurt Busch. You know, you have obviously tied at 2053 and then just three points ahead of that is Eric Amarola. Then five, uh, five more points is is Kyle Busch at 2061. He's only eight points ahead of Kurt Busch, his brother. And then 
13 points ahead of him is Brad Keselowski. So if any of those guys DNF and Kurt Busch has a, a decent showing or yeah. even Redick or whatever, those guys are out. This is going to mm. be a very, very interesting end of the round of 16 for sure. And Look at Young. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Look, Look at, young. at young Christopher Bell, though, in eighth right now, just chilling with 2,070 points right behind Chase with 2,072. The young guns are here, bro. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You look at it, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that organization had them lined up in that third stage down there at Richmond last weekend going one, two, three, four for a long time in that third stage. I was like, man, JGR, is, they figured out this track. Even with Kyle Busch, you know, thank thank, thank. Thank the Lord that he had that speeding penalty because I had uh, Logano over him. And then he was oh, like in yeah. third or fourth. And then he had that speeding penalty. And I was like, yes. But uh, some you win some, you lose some. But I'll take that one. But mm-hmm. Kyle Busch is actually the favorite, guys, for the Bass mm-hmm. Pro Shops night race down there in Bristol, Tennessee. Four to one. Kyle Larson right behind him. Four and a half to one. Love that guy on these types of tracks. He knows that he's in on points, so he'll try, you know, obviously record records or checkers for him probably. Still want to get good points, though. You don't want to, you know, you want to have confidence and whatnot. Denny Hamlin turning up 6-1. to one. Chase Elliott 8-1. to one. My guy's first guy in double digits at 10-1. to one. Logano runs really good. Obviously, he won the dirt track or the dirt race there a couple of months ago. Uh, expect him to do good as well. Just feel like the forwards have been a little bit behind. As you can see, there's a lot of them stacked up right here with Kozlowski, Harvick, and Blaney about 11, 12 to 1. I don't know why Truex is 14 to 1 because I'd actually have Truex's odds above a lot of these guys here because with the forwards because I just – the forwards are good. He, he doesn't run well here, dude. Who, yeah, Truex? look at his numbers. Yeah. He doesn't. Look at his he numbers. He has 30 career races, and his average finish is 20th. Does not yeah, race well here. Two four top DNS. and three top tens with four DNS. He did pretty good at this track. Hmm. Not but, too good. The one you want to look for is Kyle Busch. Eight career wins. It's actually Jeez. funny, too, because I like the numbers of the average career finish. You know, you see like Daytona, like no one really has like an average career finish. Like, like Sean, what was it, Richmond or was it the race before where like Denny Hamlin or someone had like a career finish of like sixth? But no one has a career top 10 finish of any active driver at Bristol. Chase Elliott being the most at just over 12th place. So, you know, even though Kyle Busch has eight career wins, two over the last six, it's going to be very, very interesting. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, Tyler Reddick is a pretty good long shot with him trying to get to the transfer spot and everything. 30 to 1, he's good. He rides that high line, you know, kind of like Larson. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he, so, I mean, that'd be like a long shot I'd be looking at. Even like a Stenhouse that runs pretty decent there at 80 to 1. Hey, just throw a couple of dollars on these dudes. You never know if it's like a wreck fest or something. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'd say. I'm going to tell you that the, the majority of the race is going to be Bush. Hamlin, Chase, Logano, Larson. And Larson. Uh, The majority of the race is going to be them in the top five to top eight. It's just like I said in college football. This cream rises to the top when it it like counts. Count Bell in there too. Count Sean's Christopher Bell in there also, man, at a 22 to 1. I'll admit he's been he has been running pretty good and he's that dirt tracker from Norman, Oklahoma as well. So he likes to get up on that high line like Larson and Reddick. So I think it's going to be fun. Obviously, Bristol under the lights, one of my favorite races, used to be the Irwin Tools night race. But um, here it is, Bass Pro Shops, guys, night race, Bristol, Tennessee. It's going to be fun, and you're going to be there watching it, and you're going to love it, and you're going to be here next week to listen to us talk about it and make our picks. There it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For Vegas. 
Hell yeah, for, <laughs> that's right for Vegas because we will be in the house recording next Wednesday uh, night. You'll hear the episode Thursday morning right before myself and Sean jump on a plane to Sin City. Uh, but this has been the Comic Boogies podcast so far. That is NASCAR and that is the sports. We're going to take a quick break to grab another drink and to, uh, you know, maybe to sit down because I've been standing for the last hour and a half. But uh, stay tuned. Comic Books is next along with some entertainment. And um, enjoy this ad for a new uh, book on Kickstarter. Go check it out. Enjoy this ad. We'll see you soon in a second. BRB. Hey guys, it's Anthony here from Soder and Tulpas, and did you know this month we have a brand new sci-fi comic that's out on Kickstarter? That's right, this month we're bringing to you an exceptional action-packed sci-fi project for all you hardcore Star Trek, Stargate and Battlestar Galactica fans to sink your teeth into. Created by Scout Comics published comic book writer Ben Slaback is Exilium and spin-off miniseries Exilium Vanguard. Now, each issue is packed with non-stop action, relevant themes, and plenty of lasers to make your inner Captain Kirk proud. Pick up the latest issue of Exilium Season 2 and the first two issues of Exilium Vanguard by heading to exiliumcomic.com. That's exiliumcomic.com. E-X-I-L-I-U-M comic.com. And when you pledge your support, don't forget to share it with your friends. And now, on with this podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Comic Boogies podcast. We're out here in Tracy, California. In a, just a few short months, you can grab yourself a nice, warm crumble cookie. But like every week, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Please subscribe to the YouTube and Twitch channels to watch our live streams or download us wherever you listen to podcasts. iTunes, Google Play Music, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Amazon Prime Music. Wherever you listen, please download, uh, you know, Give us a like, give us a five stars, give us a review, give us a rating, whatever. It goes a long way for us. Uh, gentlemen, let's get into some comic books now. So, um, you know, like I've been saying for the past couple weeks with being out here, not being able to physically go into the shop. And of course, like this week, DC books are delayed. So books won't even be available for me to get picked and sent out until Friday. So we're probably going to be a week late uh, from here on out. Um, but yeah, so what did you guys like? Uh, actually, yeah, well, so before we do that, sorry, let's get into the new comic books. Don't forget again. Don't forget again. Uh, no, don't worry. I got them all written down this time. Don't worry. Do <laughs> not, not last worry. week's, right? Do not, fr- do not fret, young man. Uh, but yeah, so comic, new comic books for tomorrow, Wednesday, September 15th, 2021. Uh, DC, we have Justice League 67, Wonder Woman. 799, 779. The Joker, number seven. Rorschach finishes its 12 issue maxi series at number 12. I am Batman, a new take on who's going to be the future Batman coming out of like this future state uh, era. That number one starts tomorrow. From the Marvel side, Marauders 24, Fantastic Four 35, Star Wars Darth Vader 16, Black Widow 11, and King the Conqueror number two, just to name a few. A brand new number one from Image, Primordial, comes out tomorrow. Time Before Time, number five. The Scumbag continues at number 10. And Homesick Pilots, number nine. Boom Studios gives it Seven Secrets, number 12. And Power Rangers, number 11. And over AWA, Fight Girls, number three. And Moths, number four. Uh, gentlemen, let's get into a little bit of a comic book talk. So anything from a couple weeks ago, I think we talked like right before the episode. So you know what I read from two weeks ago. What did you guys like from the last couple weeks? Um, if it's something that you read last week that you know I don't read, 
by all means, go ahead and discuss it. Or obviously books that came out coming out tomorrow. What are you excited for? Let's get into the comic bookie comic book talk. Well, I know that uh, last week when it was you and I, Mr. Mike, I uh, mm-hmm. hinted at the Sinister War number four. Mark, are you getting that or not? I don't think you are. No, sir. And you're not. And your and your much. exact reasoning is going to be why I'm not getting it. <laughs> you're not missing much. Uh, I definitely was like so intrigued because it is a Spider-Man story. I love all the villains, but it's become just so repetitive that every page I was telling Mike last week is <laughs> pretty much Spider-Man getting his ass whooped by a whole bunch of different villains, and then the villains are starting to fight each other. All the villains pretty much have something within them that was planted that if they aren't the one that kills Spider-Man, they're pretty much all going to die. And of course, uh, Dr. Octopus, <laughs> uh, you know, Dr. Octavian, he finds a way to get this creature type bomb that's within him, pretty much gets it out of his body. And he starts to help Spider-Man. So I guess like that maybe will add something to it. But just long story short, bro, it just really hasn't been that good. It's it's yeah, it's just so repetitive. There's some pages that's actually like not even writing. It's just Spider-Man like a whole bunch of different times is getting beat up by a whole bunch of villains. And yeah, it's definitely been a little disappointing for sure, bro. And the art is so different compared to like what I get in like Batman art and you know the D some of the DC art. I feel like I don't know, it's just so different to me, but. Yeah, I actually went with that Captain America story instead. Yep, it was yep. between Sinister War or the United States of uh, Captain America with uh, Sam Rogers and um, you know, Steve Rogers and Sam uh, Wilson. So uh, that's a pretty cool little story that's going on right now. I think it's probably a little bit more enjoyable. Um, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to do the Captain America route and getting a lot of Peter Parker type of stuff. So, but yeah, a book that I want to bring up that I think even Mike can chime in this, with this time that was pretty cool was uh boom studios brought to you by Latoya Morgan and uh, Walt Barna and dark blood. Mike mm-hmm. said something about the first issue. Yes. The second issue though, it really brought it. I don't know if Sean's reading it, yeah, uh, yes, I am, brother. I'm loving it. It was definitely better. Definitely yeah. an upgrade from number one, it, I think. It was pretty deep, right? I mean, kind of getting with like the whole um, back in, you know, what was it, like 40s? It's in the 40s, I oh, think. It's yeah, 1945. Way back then, and just like the racism going on and like how he's like kind of turning into like an experiment now. You see the last page, they like inject something in him, right? And um, yeah, or they, you know, they give him something because his back is killing him so bad. And then he's got like that. Like, it looks like a tree on his back or whatever, like something's going mm-hmm. on with him. So it's a, I mean, it really stepped it up. Then it's just the doctor. You see, he injects him in and it's like something happens. So now it's like he's going to be an experiment. It looks like for like some World War Two type shit. So it, it really stepped it up. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, read it a while ago, but uh, excited to see what the third one has, man. How'd you like it, Mike? Um, I did like it. It reminds me of the kind of side story to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Sean, how they went to the other African-American guy's house and they found out that he was uh, also part of the super soldier program. And they just kind of like kicked him to the curb and they put him in jail for, you know, two or three decades. And it's going to be interesting to see if how similar it is to that, to where, you know, something's going to get exposed on what they're doing to these people. And then, you know, it being in those times and the unfortunate uh, things that happen to 
people of color and, and other minorities, it's going to be interesting to, uh, to see how it kind of uh, uh, is comparable over the next few months and the next few issues for sure. What's, what's what Mark was saying also is this doctor who's supposed to be helping him had that look on his face once he injected this in his back. So he's definitely turning into some sort of guinea pig. He probably knows he has powers or something. So, yeah, this uh, issue three is going to be coming out, man. It's going to be pretty badass, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, just real quick, what I'm excited about to get tomorrow, which uh, that means I won't be getting until we record <laughs> next week. Um, but obviously the Joker. Um, oh, yeah. Let's see. Moz is pretty good. It's it's in that Resistance uh, you know, universe. I think you guys may have read the Resistance, the original six-part miniseries, and I've jumped all over it. I actually subscribed to like another series out of previews this month Jeez. that's like in that same world. It's called like Knighted. Like another four or five issue in miniseries. It's it's crazy. But besides that, um, probably Primordial and The End of Rorschach are probably my top three that I'm excited for this week. Um, as far as what I read two weeks ago, my favorite, Mark, we were uh, talking about it, but Geiger, my fa- I got six books two weeks ago. Geiger number six was my favorite of the six, you know, just to end that story arc and end like – I think the story for a while, it's kind of weird. I know they have some, you know, if you look at the very back cover, they have like an 80 page giant uh, that has a couple of different side stories coming out November 24th. But I don't know if the story is coming back before the end of 2021. So definitely a good uh, little, you know, cliffhanger, so to speak. Uh, with what's going to happen, they're kind of setting up this own universe, you know, that's decades after what we are experiencing now with, you know, the uh, nuclear war and then this guy who's. You know, goddamn, Doctor Phosphorus on steroids. You know. Yeah, um, you enjoyed it obviously a lot more than I did. It was cool, <laughs> but it's probably going to continue on. I don't know if I am though, but it's all right. Um, yeah. Sean, you still getting it? Uh, I did not actually get the last issue. I yeah, I just didn't have it on my pool, which I uh, I already told Alex to give me uh give me it. But I, I've liked it so far. To you know, it's okay uh probably a little bit more than you do mark i like you know the aspect of obviously the kids and you know they're hanging out with you know this glowing guy how do you bring to survive this apocalypse but no it's a cool little story something i guess i just want to see the direction it goes with the next arc but you know it's cool yeah, I mean, and then you and then you kind of assume, well, I'm not going to give away the whole thing, Sean, because you, you just uh, said that you hadn't read it. But yeah, um, stuff happens where people may have died, and going forward, it's a uh, you know, you know, who are going to be the, the the villains and and yeah. whatnot. And then of course, uh, but you read if you read number five, you read that the, I did. The, the, the little boy was sick and stuff. So them getting out of that little bunker and everything was mm-hmm. a pretty trippy, um, you know, couple panels. So it, I, I thought it was a good end to the to the series. And then hopefully, you know, this that 80 page giant seems to be like some sort of like an annual or an, you know, Batman secret files, like one of those issues to where it kind of gives a, a, a background history of a, lot, a couple other characters that you see throughout the six first six issues. So I think it's gonna be cool. Uh, but nice. yeah, moving on, guys, what else did you like from the last few weeks? Uh, Undiscovered Country, another one that I know we all read. Mm-hmm. I actually liked it. You know, they went to a new land with that version of a George Washington who's supposed to help him. And sure enough, you know, he's actually working for the quote unquote devil. I, I like it. 
Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was pretty cool. Um, the, that first issue with all the you know people climbing up the boat and stuff, and I was like, ah, whatever. It pulled me back in with the with the different heroes, yeah, you know, and everything, and, and how they defeated it was kind of funny at the same time. So that this arc is getting better and better, I think, as the you know this is the third issue of the arc. I thought it was really good. Mark, what about you? Uh, you like Made in Korea, Sean? Made in Korea. Uh. That's another one that Alex is actually ordering for me. He had no more copies, so I should begin that this week. Dude. Okay. Oh, I'm loving I it, though. Oh, I'm loving I it. I won't talk last... about it then. Oh, please do. Oh, please do. Don't nah, let nah. me stop. No, nah, we'll just talk about it probably next week or whatever. I think maybe the next issue will come out in the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, that one's pretty fun. Still fun. Still continuing on. Did you get this one, Sean? I think uh, Mike did. If you want to mention mm-hmm. this one real Mike quick. Mike did. I didn't get it. You guys can definitely go at that this, one. I actually am interested, though. This one was like that Red Atlantis from Aftershock. It was like the uh, the spies, and now they're like working with like uh, FBI agents to try to get into the country and have yeah, all the like. CIA. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I like this kind of like this is I kind of like this type of stuff. This like espionage stuff and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'd like the Americans then on FX. I know me and Sean both watched it. That's a great series. Um, and you know, it's FX. So, you know, it, of course it has the, the adult theme to it, you know, the cussing and the gore and the, you know, like, like what you would expect from like an HBO series, but FX is definitely, um, bringing it. One of my favorite aspects of the first issue though, was when they, was when he called her out, uh, the agent like, Hey, maybe you should stop fidgeting with your wig so much. You're causing yeah. some attention. It's like, so they, like they knew, like they were more like, uh, seasoned spies and the actual CIA agents, you know what I'm saying? So and it was pretty they, cool. And then um, they thought, give, they they give them the fake names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, they go back and forth with their history and then like h- how they got to where they were. Um, I thought they were going to be in America for a lot longer. So I don't know how this is going to kind of play out. It, it definitely is a different uh, direction than what the Americans uh, went through. But like at the end of the book, like they actually show a picture of the actual two people that the story's based off of and gives like their like the, an actual picture of them like it's not blurred out it's not like hey what's up no it actually shows them so that's pretty cool um i thought more was going to happen but basically the whole s- story uh you know starts and finishes with them finally oh welcome to america so the other i'm sure it's a, i think it's a six issue miniseries i think so so definitely hopefully get more into their stories uh, about being in america um uh, come uh, the next few months, but yeah. Uh, Joe yeah. is asking us, uh, "What's up, Joe? Did you guys see that Wolverine game trailer, dude? That looks pretty yes. cool. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm obviously not it a huge badass, gamer bro. anymore. Um, I, I get a chance to play video games once every like three weeks now, uh, but it, it looked really, really good. I mean, some of these games are just like, uh, like amazing, bro. Amazing. The, the Miles Morales Spider-Man game, you know, all the Assassin's Creeds, this God of War. Oh, dude." Amazing audiences. I know. Amazing, amazing game. So anything else, guys? Uh, That fear state was pretty cool. Kind of get, you know, getting us ready for this new thing. And then at the same time, this infinite frontier, infinite frontier was probably my favorite issue so far. Mark number five of six. Uh, You actually get to see dark side. He unveils himself. Uh, Roy Harper tries to help them out by kind of, you know, unleashing his power of the black lantern, you know, like where he's dead or whatever. But Darkseid takes advantage of him unleashing that power and like kind of takes it all in. So now uh, Darkseid has control over pretty much everything over the whole multiverse. So who knows what's going to happen going forward. But um, probably my favorite issue of that little, 
you know, bi-weekly miniseries so far. So, yeah. But I, I actually enjoyed um, Detective Comics, bro. Did you read that one? Um, is it from just – if it's from last week, then no. Was it from last week? I can't remember. I just read it. But um, it's with Ville. Ville's still in it. And then they think that they got – they killed him, but they didn't. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that was from like uh, two we weeks ago, right? Yeah, from two weeks ago. I think me and Sean mentioned it last week, so I don't think we mentioned it with you. Yeah, no, that was a really good When issue. they cut him up mm-hmm. and his like yeah. little eggs. Dude, that's going to be a badass story, bro. I'm telling you, the little eggs like go into the sewage and dude, mm-hmm. that there's oh, like like Batman hit him like ah, mm-hmm. and he like coughed out the parasite and then Huntress like whoosh, with the bow, got the damn parasite. They're like, oh, this fool is dead. Cut him open. Just nothing but eggs. Larva just spewing out of his guts, right? Like into the sewers of Gotham. Bill, no. <laughs> right? It's going to be. I'm telling you, Tamaki's killing it on this story, man. Yeah, she's doing I a really it, good job, dude. bro. Really, really good job. Um, What else? Wonder Girl's pretty good. Three issues in. So, uh, like I told Sean the other day, it's it feels like one of those um, – like how Undiscovered Country uh, was like how I would get it on the first week of one week and then the next month it would come out the last week. So it felt like yeah. oh, I need to go back and read issue two before I you know, read issue three. But no, it's a pretty good story. It's, it's Nice House on the Lake. Anyone read it yet? No, no. I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now literally. So trippy. I mean it's good, but man, it's like a wild ride like – I feel like like it's like issue four, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm just still nowhere. Like, but it's like it's like you don't want to leave it. It's like like a real thriller, you know? Because I feel like I like the clues that are given to you if you're into like the mystery thriller like type stuff. It's like it's clues, but you can't really make anything out, and it's just like what the hell is really going <laughs> on, you know? But yeah, they always show the dude, and he always got the damn white white eyes it's just i mean it's a crazy story that tiny's got there but um uh i mean I there's think, there's i mean i'm just gonna say this i'm gonna cut it real quick there is a bunch of books that i see in my stack that i just got yesterday or two days ago that i am thoroughly thoroughly excited to talk about next week uh the fifth and final issue of eve you have yes. that uh the maze book number one mm-hmm. um you have the finale of infinite frontier you have a oh. uh, nice house on the lake you have Batman, Catwoman. You have, uh, of course, Batman. Like I, Batman was good. I, I mean, did read all that. those. I can't wait to read those and 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 get into it next week. It's gonna be really really fun. I did finish uh, King Spawn, by the way. Oh, how it, was that? It was all right. It was uh, actually two issues in one, hmm. and it was okay. I mean, pretty much. Uh, I don't really know too much history of Spawn. I mean, I seen that old movie, which kind of was eh, but there was something there. Like John I'm like, this there it is where i'm like this actually could be a dope ass character uh i think there's another story coming out maybe in october i think it's what it said i just really realized with him he is the judge and the jury (laughs) that is for damn sure i don't know it's okay i don't know if it's something i'll get the next story that comes out off of this arc but yeah we'll see It, it was decent the artwork was okay but it was a lot of reading, which was cool, but it was kind of like it was one of those things that it, 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 it's just like already like a story was already going on. So I was a little confused on certain things, but overall, it was all right. Nice, nice. Well, if uh, Mark, Sean, you guys uh, have anything else to talk about, 
can get well, into like if, this week. Add into what you said. I definitely love the Joker. I know I mentioned it to you last week, and with Mark here, uh, Joker mm-hmm. this week, I'm looking at so damn excited, <laughs> looking so forward to it, bro. Yeah, Since I mean. The- Go ahead, go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Go, go ahead. I'll, I'll save it for later. Go ahead. I mean, I mean, uh, one of the reasons why, like, Rorschach's a good story, but one of the reasons why I'm so, so stoked to to get and finish Rorschach number 12 and Strange Adventures, I think, in a week or two, number 12, mm-hmm. and finish those stories is because I have a full comic book box just sitting in the middle of my garage. And once those two books are bagged and bored and put in there, I can file it away as a completed box. But I, I'm already halfway through the next box just waiting for me, to, you know, because like I kind of keep stories in one box, you know, what I'm saying like uh, unless, of course, it's Batman or action or something continuing. Right. And so for months, six months, I've had a full comic book box, but I've been waiting to get like the last of that Green Lantern story. And then now Rorschach and Strange Adventures. So part of the reason why I'm so excited to get these last uh, two issues of these books, I can put away this damn box on my shelf. So go ahead, Mark. There's my rant. <laughs> Marcus. I was going to say, since it's getting close to the cutoff date for previews orders, mm-hmm. uh, I have not. Have you guys put in your order if you guys want to share it? Or um, yeah, I'm, e- I'm going to email uh, Alex in the next couple of days. I have mine right here. Um, I do have that one dark night that you said, Mark. Yes, sir. That pull list. Yuck. And, and then there's only – that's the only pull list one from dc i have like this fear state uh like this fear state alpha there's a batman fear state omega so somewhere along this storyline there's another one of these little one shots and then actually gotham city villains anniversary giant so you have all these 80 page 100 page giants with robin batman superman aquaman wonder woman flash there's a gotham city villains one so i think you would really like that mark it's in the dc um preview so basically all villains cobble uh, yeah the one and only Freeze. Time to chill. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I, uh, I pulled one more, one Dark Horse, uh, two Boom Studios, one AWA, and actually I pulled one uh, little uh, Source Point Press. Source Point Press. Like, there it is. Battle. They get you, they, they, they're not giving out the full page spread for nothing now. <laughs> like I know. Did you look through it and, and, and pull one or no? I'm, I'm doing it tomorrow. I'm looking through. Yeah, I'm finishing okay, mine tomorrow. Cool. So we'll go ahead and compare the list tomorrow, like for sure. I mean, next week for sure after we've already um, sent the order out. But yeah, there's some really good ones. Some really good ones, um, including including Frank Gogol. I think this Power Rangers universe, I think, is Frank Gogol. So, you know, we, friend of the show. That's gonna be how many issues you mentioned, Mark or Mike? Four or five? I think it's I think it's six it's for six, Frank. Six. I think it's six. Yeah, nice. Frank like the it. tank. Yeah, so Frank. he's so he's coming up definitely with not just, you know. <laughs> not just, you know, uh, Source Point Press, but now he's getting like at least six issues from other places like Boom Studios and not just the one shot like like he had. So, um, but yeah, so that's the comic books. Let's get into a little bit of news. You guys throw out some uh, some headlines. I'm going to sh- throw out some quick ones. Obviously, we have some other ones to like further get into. Um, so starting off with Shang-Chi uh, for the second straight week, it's the number one movie, the box office. It, it um, narrowly We've seen it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Who's seen it? So I haven't seen it yet. Go ahead, man. Um, we're not going to give a review, obviously, just yet. But I'm uh, looking for, obviously, a weekend to where we can drop the kiddos off and me and my wife can go see it in the theaters. Uh, we don't have the luxury of just paying the $30 at home uh, for this one. So, But I'm excited to get to the theaters nonetheless. Uh, it beat out the movie Malignant. Uh, that just came out last week. So it beat out Malignant to you know be the number one box office movie for the second straight week. Uh, the little mermaid finally has a release date. The remake of the live action little mermaid now has a release date of May 26th, 2022. So that one's going to be, um, I, I can't wait. Like any, 
any remake. It's been like kind of hit or miss, you know, with the remakes. But, yeah, it you know, has. It's been hit or miss. Like I loved Re- Cruella. I loved um, uh, Jungle, was... like uh, the Jungle Cruise. But Jungle then I didn't Cruise. really like like Tarzan was OK and Aladdin was just OK. And Mulan was like, you know, Aladdin was pretty good. Aladdin Lion was pretty King cool. Was like, kind of trash. I liked Lion King. Did you? Yeah, well, I like yeah, Lion King. Was okay. I like I like all you know, of them. You know what? Critic. Lion King. I, Lion King was cool. I love Jungle Book. That was a good Jungle one. Book was badass. Oh. Um, with what's his that name? Is Shere awful. Khan the Tiger? Um, Idris Elba was Shere Khan the Tiger. He was oh ruthless. Um, let's see. Let's see what else we have here. Oh, the first trailer. If anyone's seen it, the first trailer for Hawkeye. Marvel's Hawkeye. That one's, so right that one's coming out. That one's coming out too. Um, the Batman. It's spinoff series that we're hearing so much about, about the Gotham City PD or whatever. It's going to focus on Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. the Penguins rise to fame in Colin the underground. Carol. Wait, what is this? Spin-off. So this is the HBO Max, Max spinoff series to The Batman. And then we're going to see it's going to be focusing on, obviously, Gotham City PD during, I think, year one. I think year two is the Batman movie. So this is like kind of like so a We're going to get Gordon. And then we're going to get Oswald Cobblepot. As the penguin and his kind of rise, to, you know, in the underground and you know coming up as a villain. Do we uh, get the Danny, Danny we get DeVito. DeVito back though? <laughs> yeah, do we? Get I know. DeVito Actually, back? Danny D- Danny DeVito in that Gotham City Villains uh, 80 page spectacular, he is writing the penguin story. Oh he's really? Writing the story? He's writing the is, story. Is someone telling him what they're writing? He's just writing. <laughs> I, I actually I come forgot on, Sean. It's, it's kind of cool. Though, it's like, came back in my head. And it's always it's it's always sunny. You ain't giving him you ain't giving him no I, love. For I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he wrote it's a couple of those, uh, of those episodes. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. Uh, no time to die. The new James Bond movie coming out soon is going to be the longest James Bond movie to date. So that's so I mean, I can't get I, love I don't it. care. If, I don't care who the James Bond is and whether it's on the silver screen or it's in my hands reading a book. I absolutely love James Bond. Love it. I got I got a couple of things I was gonna bring up, Mr. Mike. If you don't mind me to take twenty seconds right here. Go ahead, bro. Cut in. Uh, I seen that the director of Venom has already confirmed that there will be some sort of crossover with the Tom Holland Spider Man. Oh, nice. That's fun. Opening up the uh the multiverse, multiverse of madness. Here we go. And I guess more of a funny thing, and it's funny we brought up Danny DeVito. I <laughs> I did see that they're actually working on having a twins too, with Arnold. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was one of my. I mean, that was yes. probably one of my uh, favorite movies back in the day. One of the best uh, childhood movies I think ever. I don't care what anybody said. <laughs> and and it was a movie that we shouldn't have been watching. I think it was a like PG thirteen or rated R, and I was like ten watching that <laughs> stuff, and I was like. What? Like, what are they doing? Like, remember when they all stayed in the room together the and then room? I think Arnold, Arnold trying to get his freak on with that chick? I was like, what the hell? What's going on? You know, like, I had no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> so that oh, definitely yeah, brought a smile to my face. It was definitely nice to see. Yeah, you know, a couple of fun little things right there. Definitely. Anything from, anything from you, Mark? Um, Not much, man. No. I, I have one right here. This is this is actually amazing. Um, Move over, Batman. Move over, Superman. There's a new head honcho in town, a new character that has the most expensive comic book to date. Amazing Fantasy 15, the first appearance of Spider-Man, a 9.6 graded comic book sold for $3.6 million. Three 
three point six. Wait, wait, year, what year is that? Uh, Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Fantasy uh, 15. You guys the can look 40s? at it while I finish telling this story. No, no, it was the 60s. It was Stan Lee. So it was the 60s when he went on that run of, you know, Thor and Iron Man and, you know, Black Panther and, and all those. So, so, so look it up. I'm going to say between 1963 and 1965 was Spider-Man. So go ahead and check that out. But it is only one of four 9.6 graded copies of that in the world. There are zero 9.8 copies graded copies of amazing fantasy 15 so that one that just sold is one of four of the most pristine copies of amazing fantasy 15 so 62 oh i got damn, off I should... by a year damn it i'm Crazy. way off oh yeah right. yeah it, it, it's not golden age uh, or is that the end of golden age it might be the like silver age i think but but yeah and when we're done i actually have one last thing mr oh, Mike, I, I, I that is the last piece of news for myself sir uh, the last news that I see is that Disney, uh, of course, is going to Disney with Marvel, and they have announced a seven dates in the 2023-2024 year for seven untitled movies. Three of them in 2023, four of them in 2024, and the bold prediction is that they would include Blade, Fantastic Four, Deadpool 3, Captain America 4, and the other three are unknown. Captain nice. America 4? Oh. Yeah. Uh, so it probably involves Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson has already signed that he will do the next Captain America. That's already yeah, signed, yeah. sealed, and delivered. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Joe's right. I mean, Sean, me and you watched Gotham. So they tried the Oswald Cobblepot story in Gotham, kind of like him being younger. It was okay. He was kind of a crybaby at times, kind of like flying off the edge, kind of different Diesel. than what you saw in Danny DeVito uh, yeah. in, in, you know, Batman Returns. So hopefully they, you know, hopefully it's a better take on that. You know, some of the story show, though, too. That was fun. I did like Gotham. It reminded me of, of Smallville, though, where we got to see the cape and cow on the very last scene. Just like in Smallville, we got to see the the red cape fly in the last episode of the series. So, yeah. So so hopefully I that's know, a good Joe, you watched Gotham, too? Nice, bro. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So. I think that's pretty much it. Um, oh, I do have one thing. Now, it's not like the regular, you know, like cancel culture. Like I can see why they did this. Okay. I can see why they did this. And my wife told me before we jumped on right here. Um, <laughs> Disneyland has closed uh, Toontown or, uh, you know, Roger Rabbit, Toontown, right? Uh, for a little bit because they're working on changing the image of Jessica Rabbit. To be more culturally um, acceptable. I can see that. I can see that. Like if you're, you know, trying to get at kids and Jessica Rabbit is like dressed like one whole red dress, movies out, like definitely can see that. You know, like the whole like that whole Lola Bunny thing. I was like, ah, I don't really see it like from Space Jam 1 to Space Jam 2, but definitely can see why they would do that for Jessica Rabbit. I mean, it's it's one of the lesser uh, severe you know, cancel cultures as far as like, oh my God, are you as kidding me? As far as Disney's concerned, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like on the other side of the spectrum, when they try to get, when people complain they wanted to get rid of the kissing scene and the Snow White ride, I mean, that's BS. You know, she, 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 she should be able to give, uh, you know, her, uh, what was it? Um, she is not able to give her permission to be kissed. I was like, oh my God, it's a freaking story. She's asleep. She was poisoned. He's trying to kiss her. Like the happy ending. Like stop trying to ruin this stuff. This stuff that's from like the 1930s. Like stop it. But Jessica Rabbit. Okay. 
I can see. Yeah. I can see more, that one. Put, put more clothes on her. All right, whatever. Yeah, fine. Put some. Uh, actually, the the story is that she's going to be like a private eye detective, uh, trying to you know right the wrongs of injustices in the cartoon land. So she's basically going to look like Carmen Sandiego, is what I told my wife. She's going to be in a trench coat and a hat. You know, she's yeah. still, she's still going to have the hair with one eye. Like, oh my god, what's up? Just have the hair. You know, you know she's going to look like Carmen Sandiego. Like you know? Where in the world, huh? Yeah, in the San Diego. Toon town, that's where. But yeah. um, if that's it for you guys, that's all for me. That's it for episode 125. Yes, Joe, James Gordon was the man in Gotham. That was he, oh, he played ass, bro. He played really good in Gotham. So um, just I hope as you guys, good as the Joker book. Just as good as, as Tanyan's writing him. No, it, it was him younger. It was him it trying to find bag. his ways as being like he wasn't the oh. commission. Yeah, yeah, it was him it's younger. Him like, boring, that boy's like Gotham, getting in like, trouble, the, man. He's the show Gotham. Yeah, he was. Um, uh, Bruce Wayne was a kid. Like it oh. starts off. Yeah, it was a kid, and just the relationship between them, and then of course, you know, um, uh, the Riddler's young, Penguin is young, uh, the the Joker comes in at a later date. That kind of a, was a weird story with how it becoming like basically villains mm-hmm. and heroes. Yeah, at it was that like the becoming yeah. of you know, Catwoman's a little kid. It's it's a little girl, same age as Bruce and stuff, which is kind of weird because they met as kids. You know, and they got a, they became friends, which in the comic books, they don't meet until after they're already Batman and Catwoman. So, you know, it was it, it was cool. A little take on on the history of of Gotham City. So but yeah, but that's it for episode 125. Hope you all enjoyed. I sure as hell did. Um, Mark, it was great to have you back. It's great to be to start this TCB Super Contest. And um, and yeah, the comic books are fire as as always, even though I get them a week late. But yeah, take it away, fellas. 125. The new Tuesday special bi-weekly by the Comic Bookies podcast. A very fun episode 125. Couldn't be happier to have Mark back. Always special with the brother here. Mike, of course, as always. Joe, Aaron, everyone that's taking time to join us, engage with us. That's what it's all about with us, man. Colliding the world of sports and comics, having fun. Hopefully everyone did have a great week one NFL season and even better week two. Hopefully everyone goes out there and gets their comic books, support your local comic book shops, stay safe. And as what Mike mentioned earlier, two of the three comic bookies will be in Vegas next week. One of them will be at the NASCAR a playoff race, so it'll be super, super fun and badass. I'm sure there'll be a lot of videos and pictures taken there. But definitely just keep checking us out. You guys will get the social medias, all the contacts, weekly, free, the best price in America. And just keep supporting us, guys. We'll, de- we'll keep providing the content week in and week out. We love you guys. Definitely. Just like Sean said, keep supporting. Keep telling everybody about us. Keep uh, listening to us. Uh, thank you, everybody that joins us live. And uh, thank you to our sponsor as well. It's fun, man. Back in the saddle with you guys. Been a couple weeks. But what better week to join with the NFL, NCAA kicking off, going into week three. We going into week two. We got these lines. I hope that everybody and uh, their families are staying safe out there. The autumn wind is a raider. The autumn wind is blowing in. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I felt it chilly around here. We're approaching a different season. So, uh New season, new money, new uh, beginnings, and uh, let's just keep it real out there. Uh, love one another, and uh, thank you guys for always listening to the Comic Bookies podcast. Thank you, Brasi. Thank you, Irma. 125, uh, century and a quarter. We're here, so let's keep continuing.
There it is. There it is. I like it. Um, for those of you who are heading back to work after a whole year, year and a half, please shoot us a message, a text, or whatever, whatever, and we'll send you some flyers so you can start passing it around to your coworkers. Get the word out. Of course, listen or watch us wherever you can. Um, uh, again, if you're listening right now, if you're watching right now, please hit us up and give us your first four picks for week two, and we'll add you to the super contest. It's a it's a season long thing. We're gonna be fighting for a steak dinner. You guys can just kind of join in for the fun and see if you can beat the comic bookies of the comic bookies podcast but for mark and for sean this is mike this has been the comic bookies podcast thank you so much to everyone who's been uh downloading subscribing listening sharing whatever whatever have you enjoy the sports enjoy the comics and enjoy each other peace out i'm gonna go barbecue some pork butt peace peace and always enjoy each other and don't ever take anybody's silence for granted or anything because uh some people keep stuff in them rest in peace norm mcdonald uh obviously dealing with uh cancer silently not really putting it out there but at 61 the comedian stand-up uh for snl famously known as passed away guy so don't take life for granted love one another as we love you tcb family thank you guys we out.